Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Healthcare's Missing Link, a weekly podcast where we help you uncover the missing links that are not allowing you to have your best health. I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood and I'll be your host today and today we're going to answer a question that seems to be a little bit obscure or perhaps how would and why would we even ask this question? That question being, is the coronavirus a gift? I'm going to ask that one more time. Is the coronavirus a gift? And I'm going to dive into a couple of things, but before I do that, I want to let you know clearly in this, this particular episode, this I'm not sharing opinion. I'm not sharing what Dr. Michelle and I uh, sort of approve of or believe on or anything like that. I'm just going to offer a perspective. So with that said, once again, this is not my opinion per se or not, nor is it Dr. Michelle's opinion per se or not, but it is a perspective that I want you to grasp because we need to have better perspective. Perhaps this is a perspective we all need to have. So I'm going to open up uh, uh, this particular discussion with a couple of scriptures, then I'm going to tie them back to this idea uh, to help us answer the question, is the coronavirus a gift? And I'm going to start off with a well-known passage. It's found in Romans 8.28, and it says this, And we know that in all things God works for the good, for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So in this connotation, we can clearly see that all things. Now, could this be the coronavirus? All things. All things are going to work for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Now, let's go back up a little bit, because if this is all things, and if we believe that the coronavirus is inclusive of all things, we see this passage curiously in this same book in chapter 5 of Romans, verse 3 through 5. Listen, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. Now, I find that very curious, because when you look at these two passages, we know that there's, there's this concept of all things can work for the good for those who uh, love God and are called according to his purpose. That's fine and dandy. But lo and behold, it also says we're going to have sufferings. And we saw that progression of sufferings going through character and perseverance and finally hope. So we need to get to the point where we understand that everything has the potential to generate hope. And everything has the potential to work out for our good. With that said, maybe indeed the coronavirus is a gift. And a couple of things I want to point out to you is this. Um, maybe this is an opportunity for us to see weakness and really do something about it. Because the worst thing to do when you see weakness or experience uh, something in your life, such as a defeat, to not learn from and try to do something about it. Does this show weakness in one of three areas, or maybe all three, emotionally, spiritually, or even physically? I remember when I was in sports, we would have strategy sessions on how we're going to defeat the other team. We would talk about the opponent's strengths and his weaknesses. And we would try to uh, exploit the weaknesses. And I remind you that we're in a war. We have this concept of good versus evil, life versus death. And it's really a war that's been going on since the beginning of time. We know that our enemy is trying to destroy us. 
Maybe he's not trying to kill us. Listen, but maybe he's trying to keep us from living. In other words, maybe he's trying to keep us in a state of death while we're alive, giving us this idea we have no hope. And I want to go back to those scriptures real quick, and I want to tie it together again and then get into this weaknesses emotionally, spiritually, and physically, because I want, to, want you to hear this. This is very powerful stuff. When we look at these all things work together for the good, and then we see that progression in Romans chapter 5 from sufferings all the way to hope, it's apparent that hope does the body good. Hope indeed is love for the for the 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 spirit, the body, mind, and soul. Love, love, hope is driven. It keeps us going. If we have no hope, we certainly lose. So if if we can be put in a place of having no hope, that makes it impossible for things to work up for the good because we're not allowing hope to live in us. We're not allowing love to work through us. We're not allowing opportunities and even suffering to shape us. Now, I want to make very clear once again that we are not minimizing, nor are we uh, making light of or less than the seriousness of the nature of this particular pandemic. I don't know whether these statistics are true or not. I know that's been through some of your minds or not. Were the statistics of the amount of cases, how they're uh, quantifying those things. I don't know if that's accurate or not. I don't even know if the death toll is accurate. I don't know if the deaths is going up. I don't know if the deaths are going down. I don't know if the cases are going up or down. I, I suspect probably somewhere the truth lies in the middle or perhaps how you perceive or how you do the statistical analysis. And I really don't know who to believe anymore about when it comes on the news and things like that. There's different sides to everything. But when you're in a quandary, you have to go back to what stood the test of time. And that is the words of God himself. If we believe, you may not believe is this, but if we believe that God is who he says is and this is his word, the final answer is here. And if we don't believe who God is, I can tell you there's some good, good stuff in this book. That book I'm talking about, of course, is the Bible. So back to our question, is the coronavirus a gift? Because it's showing us our weaknesses and giving us an opportunity to grow through it. You know, our nation and the countries around the world even have been very um, resilient. The more resilient one is, the more they're able to come back after being knocked down. They're able to learn some things. They're able to develop. They're able to evolve. They're able to grow. They're able to enrich themselves because they don't want to stay where they are. You see, when we have troubles and traumas, it will show what's inside of us so that what's inside of us can be exposed, right? That's why when we have challenges, the greatest things that challenges do is they bring out what's inside of you onto a table where you can actually look at them and see them, giving you an opportunity to see where you need to work on and what you need to work on. With that said, maybe there are three areas that the coronavirus has shown us potential weaknesses. Number one, emotionally. When we live in perpetual fear, and we're discussing fear, and we're talking about fear, we're reading fear, we're hearing fear, we're, we're seeing fear everywhere, we're going to have reduced immunity. There's no question about that. We're going to be living in a chronically stressed state, which is going to perpetuate worry, which is going to perpetuate this concept of potential obesity, sedentary action, making us more stressed, beginning to cause stressful eatings, things we call comfort eatings. I heard it made fun of that we've got the quarantine 15. 
Frankly, that's not funny at all because that is absolutely decreasing our ability to fight. Maybe when we're fear like this, when our emotions are tested, we're not getting any sleep. Maybe this is showing us we need to work on some of these things that are showing emotional weakness or about spiritual weakness. Maybe God's not big enough. Maybe this virus is just far too big for him. Maybe it's too powerful. And maybe all the history books have been wrong. Maybe Jesus walked around wearing a mask because he was frankly scared. I know you're chuckling right now. Going, That's impossible. Jesus wouldn't wear a mask. He didn't get sick. He couldn't get sick. But need I remind you, friend, think about this for a moment. Before Jesus left the earth, he looked at his disciples square in the eye and he said, these things that I do, you will do too, and even greater. Meaning that he was saying that what I have in me, I'm going to make sure you have in you so you can accomplish the same things that I did on this earth for the same reason, to bring glory to God. So maybe spiritually, this coronavirus has shown us a weakness in our spiritual life where we fail to trust. We failed to believe. We failed to really understand who God is, how powerful he is. We failed to understand that we need to submit our lives to him as the great physician and not trust the white coat. I don't care who they are. Listen, I don't care who they are. Do not trust the white coat more than the white robe. And that being the white robe of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We need to understand that our spiritual weakness may be showing itself where we can do something about it. Maybe it's time to repent in that area. And what about physically? Oh, this is a big one. This is something we, Dr. Michelle and I talk about all the time. Perhaps the coronavirus has shown us a physical weakness. You know, I've looked at all kinds of statistics, and I think the unequivocal commonality is that the coronavirus is deadly certainly more so when it's compiled with comorbid conditions. In other words, when you have the coronavirus and you're exposed to it, if it's into a system that's already sick, of course the results are going to be worse. Well, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? And we talk about how that the aged and the sick are more dangerous and the well people need to really be careful because they could be asymptomatic carriers and exposing everybody else or low symptomatic, symptomatic carriers and not really knowing they've got it and exposing everybody else. So exposing the population that has these comorbid conditions. What are these comorbid conditions or co-conditions? They would be things like type, type 2 diabetes, maybe hypertensive or high blood pressure heart disease, autoimmune disease, maybe even cancers. Maybe they're on immunosuppressant drugs and things of that nature. Maybe they're on multiple medications that have weakened the system. And as we know, medications do by their very nature. And we are not, let me just repeat again, we're not anti-medication. We're just offering a perspective. Maybe these medications that are pulling out vital nutrients and minerals from the body, based on their not side effect, based upon their effect, maybe they need to be replaced. But maybe all these co-conditions, maybe we need to look at those a little bit closer. How many of them are caused by our own lifestyle? How many of them are caused by the standard American diet slash lifestyle? A lifestyle that's full of no sleep, chronic weight gain, chronic obesity, chronic stress, very, very poor foods that we consume. 
that frankly were not foods at all. They never were. God never put donuts in the trees in the Garden of Eden, nor did he grow up fields and fields of cereals named Cheerios. That didn't happen. There were natural foods in their unadulterated state that Adam and Eve were said to eat from as much as they want. This standard American lifestyle, which is full of highly processed foods, sugars, sodas, fried foods, MSG, genetically modified corn, wheat, and soy, and other foods such as those, full of all kinds of chemicals that I don't know what they all do, and frankly, nobody probably does. These things have absolutely contributed heavily towards all of these comorbid conditions. And frankly, in this area of perhaps revealing spiritual we- or physical weakness, I have heard no one talk about what we can do to strengthen our own system, what we can do to reduce these comorbid conditions, not manage them. You see, God's not about management of anything. He's about fixing things. He's about healing things, permanent correction. So maybe we need to start talking about that. Maybe the coronavirus has shown us weakness physically. Maybe we need to do more. So let's just recap. The question is, is the coronavirus really a gift? Has it shown us weakness emotionally? Where we can't handle stress, we're listening to the wrong things and perpetually walking in fear, which does lower our immune function. Has it shown weakness spiritually? Where we fail to trust in God. We fail to trust to believe that he's the healer. He's the CEO and he's the great physician. Has it shown us weakness physically? Where we haven't been doing the right things and we know we don't do the right things. I've asked many, many people, do you know that eating this sugars and drinking soda is bad for you? 100% would say yes. And they do it anyway. Maybe it's shown us the weakness where we need to stop and say, I need to sort of let go of my own self-will and trust God to strengthen me once again, giving him authority in my life. Personally, it seems to me, now that I walk through this pathway with you on this podcast, that the coronavirus may indeed, may indeed be a gift. We should do the right things with gifts, unwrap them, Get all we can get out of them. Cherish them. Use them appropriately so that we can learn some things. So that our lessons learned won't need to be repeated again. We don't need to have the same test over time because the coronavirus and other viruses in various forms have been around before. Certainly they're around now and they'll be around again. We need to be ready in all areas because there are other gifts, perhaps gifts, on our way. I hope this podcast has been encouraging. I hope it's given you a different perspective. Well, thank you for joining me today, of course. And as we always say, if there's one thing that I would really request you do is subscribe to these podcasts so you can know what's coming next. I know you've worked very hard to improve your health. We thank you for listening, and don't let these hidden things that we're talking about bog you down. So join us every week for Healthcare's Missing Link. We will see you next time.